done this for years, but there's something really fun sometimes about answering people's questions like live on the spot, getting in the flow, not knowing what's going to be thrown your way that can be really fun. So whether you're watching on TikTok, YouTube, Facebook, or listening on the podcast, um, let's buckle up. This is going to be kind of interesting. So let's dive into some questions that people have been asking. All right. And feel free to ask yours. Um, in case you're like, Rachel, where do I ask questions to you? You can go to www.pickrachelsbrain.com and it redirects to a type form where you can ask your questions. And in something like this, I can answer them for you, which is really fun. Okay. So the first question comes from Bishop best tool for new content creators. Okay. So it's tough because there are a lot of different tools I really like for new content creators. Obviously I'm a huge fan of Canva. The capabilities, functionalities have absolutely blown me away over time more and more. Um, I really like chat GPT, but you kind of have to get into like the better prompts in order to make it kind of really, really worth it. Um, and then I am also a really big fan of using Metricool for scheduling. They're my client, but I also am just a massive fan of the fact that I can, you know, download a TikTok and repurpose it to four or five different platforms all in one place. That is a fantastic functionality for me. The next question is, what is the best way to respond to a Facebook lead? So if you are running lead ads, meaning like the lead forms and you get a lead directly from Facebook or you use some type of zap so you can see leads coming in as they go, um, you want to respond as quickly as possible. You may even want to see if you can automate the response within like an hour of them filling out the form. And you would use that uh, like Zapier to do that. Uh, but one of the biggest things that I would want to see is con like a congruence between what it was that I filled out and what the response is. So I would say, hey, I see that, you, like, hey, first name, I see that you requested this or more info about this. Uh, I'm actually free now to set up a, or to like hop on a call or when are you free to hop on a call and discuss this? So something that really indicates and honors what it is that they have filled out. So I think that that's kind of a, a cool way to go about it. Uh, next question comes from counselor cat mom. Um, so feel free to ask your questions cause we're going to have a little bit of fun here today. Um, any social media growth advice for a creator who is a mom figure to women with mom wounds? This is an amazing topic. Um, there are a few people I'd really recommend kind of watching and following um, to model their content that is performing. And one is Dr. Romani because she's also in a specific specialty. She really works with people who have wounds from those with narcissistic personality disorder or those who are narcissistic. And so um, her content is really well written because it speaks to the person who's going through pain points, which I think can be kind of powerful. Another person who does this really well is the holistic psychologist. Um, her marketing is bar none, one of the best I've ever seen. Um, she really just, she knows exactly who she's speaking to. She 
crafts her messages around that person. So what I would do is follow a similar process, get very clear on who you want to serve, get clear on the pain points, the specific things that they're thinking about, the things that they're like, am I crazy? Is this just me? Am I the only one, et cetera? And craft your, your social media messaging around honoring and holding space for that person and then also serving them, et cetera. So Next question is from James Johnson. How would you go about validating an offer and message? Okay, so it's interesting because the only way to really validate an offer, um, well, there, there is some pre-research that can go into it. Number one, you want to make sure that you are not the first person creating something. Unless you're literally an inventor with billions of dollars, um, you actually don't want to be the first person. You want to know that other people have built really successful businesses in that particular industry to make sure that you have potential to grow to that point. So go and make sure that there are other people who have been successful and scaled. And I mean like a decent number of them. Um, the next big thing is I recommend like crafting messaging related to the pain points of the same person who would want to buy your offer. So if your offer is how to pay down debt, I might do how to save money for a holiday how to consolidate your credit cards, et cetera, like a bunch of different things all related to the frustrations that your dream person has, and then get them from your social to your email list with lead magnets that serve, and then ultimately introduce the offer. It usually takes three to six months, um, sometimes longer if it's your first time ever putting an offer out there to your audience. Um, but pressure test is the only way. <laughs> so let's keep on answering some questions. You guys have great ones today. Everything Rosie says, why are my previous popular videos still getting views? Um, but my most recent ones are barely past 200. This is on TikTok specifically. I don't know if anyone else has noticed this, but a lot of people think that the algorithm is off right now, but the truth there are some tweaks going on in the algorithm, which is natural with like the season change. However, I have noticed in a big way the last two weeks, views are down almost across the board because everyone is experiencing their first transition into summer, the first summer where things feel normal. It's been two, almost three wild years of everything feeling off. So suddenly everyone's like, whoa, how do we do this whole summer thing again? Okay, the kids are going to be home, et cetera. Like it just kind of throws everybody off for a little bit. Um, okay, let's go to the next question. So that's very, very normal. Just keep creating um, because down the road, those will ultimately get views too. Okay, next big question is from Dan Edmund. Do you still recommend or prefer the normal to normal Facebook versus professional mode? Yes, I do. And I've noticed that most of my friends are switching back from professional mode into normal Facebook personal profile. So 10 out of 10 recommend normal. Um, okay, we'll go to a question or two um, on Facebook and YouTube, and then we'll go to questions from the type form. This is so fun, you guys. Are you having fun? Real fast, just a quick check. Anyone love just kind of going through like tons of questions? And I, I think it's so nice. Okay. This is from Jessica Quinn. How do you get the Facebook messages to automate after a request for your value? So that would be in Zapier. So Zapier, you can set up a zap where it says anytime a lead comes in, 
And then there are ways to integrate it with Gmail. So it actually sends an email. You could even have it set up to send an email that says, hey, we got your request for information. Um, we'll contact you in the next two hours. If you don't hear from us, feel free to send us a text here. Like you can make it as customized as you want, which is fantastic. Okay. Transitioning from, this is from, I'm going to try to say your last name. Actually, your last name, I should be able to get it. Um, always wish me luck on pronunciations. It's a very vulnerable thing to pronounce people's names. So um, Vaishnavi Desai, you have to let me know. Give me a one out of 10 on that pronunciation. Transitioning from a content writer to social media strategist, any tips? Love your videos. Oh, so this is one of my favorite transitions. So you're actually going to talk about it and you're going to be like, um, I was a, co a content writer for this number of years. And here's the reason why most people are struggling with social media, et cetera. So you literally create a bridge from where you were to where you are today and allow that to add authority. So for example, if I wanted to speak about like, let's say uh, camera confidence or always like the, how to show up in a way where you feel like you look your best for business, um, which I don't really talk about that. But if I wanted to, I'd be like, I'm a former hairstylist. And let me just tell you, most people in business get this one style thing wrong, right? So do you see how that like adds a layer of interest and authority and all of the above? I think that's going to be really, really cool. All right. We'll go to Mavis. Just started the social media management recently. How can I get clients on Instagram and any advice for a mom starting out? Congrats, by the way, and trying to be consistent. So clients are not... Instagram is a very saturated platform compared to other platforms. I would say it's actually one of the more challenging places to get clients from directly, unless you are doing inbound marketing. So sharing tips, sharing reels, sharing things, mostly the reels are going to be what pop off and bring people to you. Um, when it comes to trying to find clients, Better places include like LinkedIn is fantastic for finding clients still to this day. So is, um, so our Facebook groups, those are also amazing. And then Facebook profiles are wonderful for this. So, um, I wouldn't use Instagram as my first platform unless I was doing a ton of inbound marketing, All right? Let's go to type form and get some of these brain picking questions answered. This is so interesting. Why do you share valuable content to help others? Um, this is something that is in my nature. Um, when I got started, I was so stinking grateful for all of the free resources that I got from podcasts and YouTube videos and all of the above. And I just remembered being like, I want to, I want to do that. Like I want to share a ton of value because all of these other people have poured into me from a distance um, and it made me want to do it. And then it also made me want to do it even bigger and bolder. So I was like, I can share even more. So it's kind of, it's kind of a cool thing. Um, my goal, I was actually thinking about like my goals um, at some point, I think I'm going to officially set this goal to help 1 million business owners um, but I have to figure out like the quant quantitative side of it, like help 1 million business owners do what, and I'll figure that part out later. So yeah. 
how to create engaging content in 30 minutes or less. Number one, research your topic, research what other people are doing, research what is work. Number two, craft a juicy hook. I have freebies for hooks um, on TikTok, Instagram, on Facebook. It's in the link of my bio everywhere. Um, craft a juicy hook. That's going to be a big part of it. Uh, whether you're writing a written post or a, doing a video, the hook is going to be a huge part of this. Um, and then make sure that there's actual value. This is a really, really tough realization. A lot of people are like, I'm using juicy hooks, but my content doesn't ever pop off. And I'll look at their actual content and I'm like, bestie, I don't know how to tell you this, but there is simply not enough actual actionable value in here. Like if I watched this, I'd scroll on because I'd be like, there's an, I can't even name a single thing that was actionable, whether I knew it or not. It was vague. It was fluffy. It was high level. It was more inspiration or motivation than actual, like, here's what you got to know. Here's what you got to do. So that's a big thing. Um, and then I would write a post and then I would record something similar as a short form video. And then I'd record a YouTube video on it. You could do so much in 30 minutes. <sighs> okay. Um, someone asked, and then we'll go to TikTok questions. I'm going to go to Facebook and YouTube questions. I would like to know how Rachel does her videos. Hi. <laughs> she cuts the different views, which makes it look, look interesting. Could she please do a step-by-step -step demo on how she does this? Okay. The answer is so simple. It might disappoint you. Um, I just record by pressing down the button on my TikTok videos. And then when I'm ready to switch to the next clip, I let go. And then I turn like this and then I press down the button and record there. So I just keep doing that over and over and over again. And I've got it down. I've got muscle memory on it. So I can literally just anywhere I'm looking, do the jump cuts built in. All right, one more type form. Do you have one niche that you work with for your social media business? No, I don't. I'm working with um, a coach, um, a really successful coach. Um, I'm working with a a clothing company, like a women's boutique. Um, I'm working with a foundation repair company. <laughs> These are all over the place, aren't they? Um, one thing I really, really like is having variety so that it challenges me every day to see like, okay, how in the world do you market a foundation repair company? That's hard, right? Good. I want to, I want to be challenged there. Okay. CF versus Kajabi. Interesting question from Kenny. Well, Ken, New York talk. Um, I use both in different ways, but we are slowly phasing out of Kajabi. Um, we actually use LearnDash for our portal for courses, and that's worked really well um, for us. I've been a fan. It's had the least issues. Um, I know Kajabi's amazing. I do like ClickFunnels 1.0 for funnels because it's what I learned funnels on. So it's really easy. I can still get in there and build a funnel, which I recently demonstrated in email list domination. I built a funnel for a lead magnet for hair extensions. <laughs> I will not switch to 2.0. So if they ever phase out 1.0, um, I will most likely migrate. That's kind of my thought process on things. 
how to get $1 a day with a side hustle. Um, it would be hard to only get $1 a day, but if you, if we're working with averages, I would, um, I'd go on Upwork and position yourself as someone who works for $5 an hour doing something like video editing, graphic design, social media management. I do not recommend working for those rates unless you're in a country where that actually makes a big difference in your day to day. Um, and then I would take a few clients until you hit $30 or six hours worth of work. And then I would average that out at $1 a day. <laughs> okay. Next question. Any suggestions for using T Temu, Temu as an affiliate? I don't know what Temu is. I've never heard of that before. It's an e-commerce company. Yeah, I have absolutely no idea. I think it's similar to like AliExpress, like drop shipping and stuff. I'm not a fan of drop shipping. I tried that. It, ah. Okay. Um, everything Rosie asks, it feels like I'm banging my head against a wall. Is shadow banning a real thing? Yes, but chances are you haven't um, triggered it. Shadow banning usually occurs when you have upset a platform and it can actually be reversed. Um, we're in a like short time right now where all views are lower across the board for almost everyone on almost every single platform. So just keep that in mind and just keep on creating, but also feel free to watch my videos on YouTube where I share like ways to improve it and then give yourself credit for even incremental improvements. Um, I have a client where her views on several platforms have not gone up at all, but her sales have. So you don't have to necessarily grow in views in order to reach the right people and grow your business. Um, I don't really do customized um, audits on lives. Okay. Kirsten asks, best advice for new content creators that want to start offering TikTok management services? Start creating content all about TikTok. I'm going to treat you like my client for the day. Check out this strategy. I'm breaking down the strategy behind Walmart's TikTok um, blah, 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 blah. Start speaking as though you're already an expert on TikTok and just start posting those TikToks and then repurposing them to IG reels, Facebook reels, Facebook profile, um, YouTube shorts, and even LinkedIn. Okay. Rocky, what's up? All right. One more question and then we'll go over to YouTube and Facebook. What was the name? This is from Dan Hazelton, realtor. What was the name of the app for repurposing TikToks? I like snaptick.app. It's S-N-A-P-T-I-K dot app. And that's been fantastic. So, okay. Let's go to some questions over here. Celeste asks, is just doing my own social media enough experience to do someone else's? I do not have clients, so no testimonials. It is worth a try. Um, you'll never you'll never really know until you do it. I remember like when I was a hairstylist and um, it was like my first week and we'd barely learned updos, uh, but I kind of knew a little bit about them and a bride came in and I was like, are you kidding me? I can't do a bride's hair, but then I realized the only way to learn how to do a bride's hair was to do a bride's hair. So give it a test. Don't charge 3,500 a month <laughs> unless you're going to hire someone to come in who knows how to do the work. Um, but 
you don't really ever get experience without getting experience. So once you take on a client, then commit to figuring it all out and you will learn new things with each and every client that comes in. All right. So we've got, um, I think it's Shuvik Lahiri. You work into social media management. Do we need to do ads also like Facebook ads, LinkedIn ads? Um, the answer to that is no. You can if you want. Um, if you get really good at organic and ads, both of them, you will have clients stick with you for years. But you have to be really good at kind of both. And then it's like the stickiest thing ever. It's kind of nice. Also, what are the things that one can include in the monthly reports to be sent to clients? Oh my gosh, impressions, clicks, um, leads generated, um, follower growth, views, um, comments, viral pieces, mentions, etc. There's so much you can share. It's so much fun. Okay, Hannah, Hannah on Luna TV says, uh, asks advice you'd give to people who want to post on social media but fear the market is too saturated and their voice wouldn't contribute. You are the first you. Like, even if you are watching this and you're like, I'm so similar to Rachel, there are things that we are different about, right? I mean, I sometimes sleep with socks on. You get where I'm going with this, right? Um, I can be really, 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 really annoying. Um, I like to be really, really, really annoying. So there are ways that we're all super, super different. Um, yeah, I hope that that helps. Even if you were saying the same thing as someone else, as long as it's not a stolen quote, hint, 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 everybody, um, just sometimes you saying it in your own voice makes a difference. You know what I mean? Um, for example, I could share like one of my favorite quotes with you guys in the world, um, and it would be different coming from me than it would from anyone else. And of course, I'd give attribution because some people love my voice. Some people hate my voice. Some people might like your voice. Some people might hate your voice, just like the actual, you know, intonation of it. And that's okay. It's never too saturated for you to live. Cool. And be you. <gasps> I love this. So RJ Regner and Jessica Quinn, um, this is a twofer. One, do you send signed copies of your book here in the Philippines? And then Jessica says, wait, there's signed copies of the book. <gasps> I was just dreaming about this last night. Um, there are very few people who have access to signed copies. When you ask me to sign a copy of my own book, I blush. I turn very red. It is a very, I get very, very like shy and funny about it. But I was just thinking about like setting up just some pop-up signings of my book at some point or finding a way to get signed copies. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to like start thinking about this seriously because, for example, I live in Minnesota. There's a Barnes & Noble right by me. I could set up a Barnes & Noble signing. And then, you know, in a few months, we'll probably go to Idaho or whatever. And then I could set up a little pop-up. I got to keep thinking about this for real. <laughs> okay. I just want to share this. This is big, you guys. Yesterday, I shared a YouTube video. Got to get all snuggly in my blanket. 
I shared a YouTube video called 10 YouTube hacks and it is, sorry, 10 YouTube short hacks. And this comes from life is a virtual assistant mompreneur. And she says, thank you, Rachel. I used one of your hacks this morning on my YouTube shorts and I have been struggling to get views on my videos and I received over 700 views for the first time ever. It gave me a lot of hope. That's pretty cool. You guys, um, I sometimes implement my own advice from that video. And then sometimes I just create silly stuff. But every time I do implement the stuff from that video, I'm like, why don't I do this more? It's got some really good stuff in there. Okay. Do you suggest focusing more on the shorts to grow the longer form? The two together are like dynamite. So, um, I think I post, I do a volume strategy. I'm more of a volume person than, you know, there's like quality and quantity and both can work in different ways. Um, I kind of do like some quality and then some quantity. I do a little bit of both, but I really like volume. And so I'll do three to five YouTube shorts a day, Monday through Friday, because they're just repurposed from my TikToks. And then I do one, um, one to five long form YouTube videos per week. Uh, and that, that formula works so well. It's incredible. Okay. Really good question from the Canva nerd. And then we'll go to type form next. If we organically grow and our biz morphs, should we change our IG handle? The less you can change your IG handle, the better. Um, so like if it was Canva designer, I would almost put like Canva designer. Uh, I'd put it in the bio. Um, I am not a fan of changing handles because it just throws things off. It kind of starts you back at scratch. People have to re-recognize who you are. So the less you can do it, the better. I recommend not doing it if possible. Okay, let's see. So let's go ahead and take a peek at this. Should I use my name or a brand name that sounds like the results I get as my social handle? Um, okay, both work really well there are pros and cons to using your personal name as your brand. Um, I've built my brands under my personal name. The pros are that it grows faster. There's no like and trust. People are more likely to engage because it feels more like a person than um, a business. There's so much good that can come from it. Um, you can also be more able to have a multifaceted business underneath that umbrella. The cons are people associate it with you forever. And so instead of being like, oh, I hate that business is local. They're like, I absolutely hate your face. So <laughs> with a personal brand, things get really personal really quickly. Um, and sometimes I think that people have a hard time distinguishing that a person behind a personal brand is still a little bit different than the person at the forefront of a brand. Um, they're similar, but like, if you saw me with my friends, I am, I'm, I'm a lot more, um, wild, goofy, probably crass, um, hyper. Um, <laughs> and if I'm not with my friends, I'm pretty quiet and reserved. So yeah. So I, I think that 
building a personal brand can be an amazing thing. And it also can make it really hard to sell a company or bring other people in to create videos to support you. Yep. These are such good questions, you guys. Thank you for asking so many amazing questions. Um, by the way, if you are watching this on YouTube or Facebook, there are some powerful free resources in the bio and copy above or below the video. If you're watching on TikTok, check out my resources in my bio on TikTok. And if you're listening on the podcast, go to rachelpeterson.com forward slash podcast, and you'll see a whole lineup of gorgeous resources that are totally free. Okay. What advice do you have for someone who is re-entering the marketing industry after several years? What's the best way to get sped up on digital marketing? Um, following you on social media is on my list. Now, this is interesting because I don't normally like fully, fully, fully self-plug. I am going to here because my short form videos are seriously one of the fastest ways to really quickly get up to speed. Um, I'm actually really stinking proud of that, but especially on like TikTok, you can watch them anywhere you want, but TikTok, YouTube shorts, my Facebook profile. Um, I share in less than 60 seconds, like A to Z of an entire topic. And my goal with that was I want somebody who doesn't have a lot of time to be able to go and binge several videos and be like, dude, I got so much value from that. Um, versus I get super annoyed when someone says like, where do I learn how to do this? Or even when I said this, where do I learn how to do this? And someone's like, oh, go watch my interview about this. And it's a two hour interview. And then I'm like, no, thanks. I have, I do not have time for that. I do not have time for this. I do not have time for you. Right. So I, that's something I think about a lot. Okay. How to find clients if you don't want to put yourself out there on TikTok, Facebook groups. There are client opportunities there every single day, especially if you give value consistently. Um, LinkedIn is a fantastic place to find remote freelance jobs. Um, okay. Limitless Growth asks, should your messaging focus on pain points or emotional benefits? Um, both. Test out both. Um, different, different angles in the copy can bring in different audiences. Both of those can work really, really well. Generally speaking, more people are pulled in by pain points. So like pain avoidance or rather cure to a pain than something that makes them feel good, which is very fascinating. Um, okay. Let's get a couple more questions in. You guys having a good time? What is the right way to make a social media strategy with my client? Should we discuss it? You do not have to hand over social media strategies to clients. If they are paying you monthly, um, you do not need to hand it over. So when someone says like, I'm so excited to see your social media strategy, I'm like, mm, that's ours. If you want a strategy, that's where I charge 47 to $250,000 per year. My strategy is proprietary. You'll see the end result and the benefits of the strategy but yeah. And thanks. Isn't this dress kind of cute? If you look at my TikToks, I did, um, I think nine or 10 videos today in this dress and I felt so cute. Dakota helped me pick it out. So she was like really helpful with that. Okay. Let's get a couple more questions. Um, <laughs> I actually love this point and I just want to read this cause I actually take this as a huge compliment. I always see your posts and loving it in Facebook and other social media as well, but you're unhinged. And I mean it in a positive tone. I love that. 
That is very true. I was actually going to name my second book Unhinged, but now I don't really have plans for the second book, which is kind of interesting. We'll have to figure it out. Okay. Um, let's check it out. Is it worth it to start over with brand new socials for new offers instead of your personal brand? That is totally up to you based on what I shared, the difference between personal brand and an official brand, but both can work really, really well. Okay. Oh, I just found a way to make these comments bigger. That's so nice. Anyone else like, oh shoot, I'm getting older and I need like, <laughs> I need my uh, eyesight to catch up with how small technology is. ManyChat too for automation. I love ManyChat for automation. I am using it successfully on Facebook, um, less successfully on Instagram, but today's only day two of me trying to figure it out. So um, Bryn, I do have a code for Metricool. I don't make any affiliate commissions for you using it. Metricool is my client that's a social media scheduler, best social media scheduler on the market. I'm just going to put it out there. Um, if you use code Rachel, you get one month of premium, totally free. Okay. I have a product-based business, best TikTok strategy, incorporate it into trends. That's a really big one. Um, and not just like, Ugh, I never sell anything because those kind of put out the wrong energy. So um, get comfortable weaving trends into your day-to-day -day videos um, and don't always make it about your product. You can make it about other things. Like if it's survival gear, talk about things that survival people go through and experience and quotes from survivalists, et cetera, right? Okay. All right, you guys, I'm going to go get ready for fam time. Feel free to check out the freebies in the links in my bios, and I hope you have an amazing day. I'll catch you guys later. Bye for now.